Welcome to Pop Yak. It's Movie Club, and I'm your host, Momo. Today's movie is Evil Dead 1981. This movie starts out with a gaggle of teenagers deciding that they need, for some reason, to go on vacation in a derelict house in the middle of nowhere. It's reminded me a lot of a few movies that we've seen, but mostly Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original one, where they went on a dumbass road trip, and during the dumbass road trip, made several dumbass decisions, like eating random stranger meat, and going swimming in a random body of water, where Jason could be tied to the bottom by a chain. You don't know. You don't know. And investigating a house where, oh no, there is bad things. Usually things that will kill you. This also reminded me of Friday the 13th, where they're at the where they're at Camp Crystal Lake, which is why I brought up Jason in the first place. I love this vibe. This genre of movie is pretty great. Idiot-ass kids go to the cabin in the woods. And that reminds me, I should probably watch Cabin in the Woods. I still haven't watched that. Insane. Anyway, they go to this house and they find this book made of skin. And if you tell me hey, I have a book made of skin, I will tell you immediately to bury that book in the ground and never talk about it again. Don't even touch the book. Grab the book with a newspaper and put that shit in the ground and then never speak of it to anyone. Don't then continue to fuck around with the book, play weird mystery recordings, and hang out in these creepy, creepy cellars. <laughs> I wouldn't do any of those things, but I see why teenagers would. You know, it's like adventure and we're immortal. Not me. No. And that's why teenagers need a, like, wilderness survival course that's how to survive against yetis, jasons, etc. And I'm willing to provide that course for the low, low price of $19.99. I mean, why not? There's people that sell zombies prepare- zombie preparedness courses. So, one of the girls gets possessed, like, right away. There's not even, like, a little bit of time that passes before she's possessed. Like, night falls, obviously, but that's because night needs to fall. Evil has to happen that- at that point. And she gets possessed immediately and just starts being weird the thing about the possessed demons in this movie is they kind of just sit around and taunt you and occasionally will attack and try to kill you i don't understand why they aren't always attacking a lot of this movie kind of held on scenes for a while and sometimes it was effective like whenever they would hold on ash williams face and he's reacting to things these are the correct reactions to have i agree with him but when they hold on certain things, it's like, okay, move the scene along. But the shots, the composition of these shots are fantastic. They're all crazy and sideways and angled. And there's shots over people's shoulders and there's shots above them. This movie, Sam Raimi came out the gate swinging as far as being a badass director. Let's not talk about the special effects on this one. This is just as bad as Texas Chainsaw Massacre's Bone Room. You had sometimes when the women would get up and walk around, the possessed women, they'd just be dolls. And sometimes the way they move the dolls around is hilarious, inadvertently. Like, they're supposed to be terrifying, but it's hilarious. So I imagine that the new Evil Dead movie that just came out is a lot more actually terrifying because they don't have the... All I have to worry about there is the dumb special effects that are unnecessary that you don't need to use to scare somebody. Um, like, if one of these possessed women opens their mouth to a comical effect, I'd be like, that's not scary, that's just silly, for instance. So I'm hoping they don't abuse CGI in the new Evil Dead, because I kind of want to watch it after watching the original one. The special effects, I think, make these movies what they are. I think that they definitely, if they made a new Evil Dead and used too much CG and not dumb effects, I'd also be kind of sad. (laughs) Use at least one or two dumb effects. Maybe have a room filled with plastic bones. So yeah, now that I think about it, I do like the dumbass effects. And the, but the new movie would be scarier without them. Ash Williams ends up being the only one to survive. And the whole time we're like, he's trying to help his friend Scott, who's an asshole, by the way. The thing is, like, everybody has their scumbag in their group, right? AEW has MJF. 
and these guys have Scott, and he's their scumbag. Everybody has that friend that they have to, like, explain to other friends that join the group. Like, look, this guy, he's a bit weird. He does some things that are a little bit unconventional, but he's a cool dude, regardless of the fact that he's the way he is. And that's Scott. You know, you usually have at least one asshole who everybody's like, yeah, he's an asshole, but really deep down. So when Scott went, I wasn't crying for him, but Ash Williams was, and I kind of felt bad for Ash. Ash's feelings, they did a great job of making me invested emotionally in Ash, but I couldn't get that uh, emotionally invested in anybody else. Women blended together a lot of times because their makeup was so similar when they were possessed. Sometimes things dragged a little, and Scott is really hard to empathize with. That's one of the problems I would say this movie has, but other than that, I thought this was a great movie. It was super cool. I didn't watch the claymation scene, but I like the fact that there is claymation in this movie because that's a fun special effect that we don't really utilize much anymore. Uh, It's also really fun and cheesy. It's like an acid trip at the end of this movie for no real reason. (laughs) There's a scene with trees uh, that happened. The Bramble. And we learned that the Bramble got at least two people. (laughs) But it got this one girl really bad. And it was like, oh boy. This is a scene in the film. I hope this scene doesn't return in the remake. But I think that it does. And if it does, what the f- You had a chance to take the worst thing out of the movie. And you left it in? Probably because it was iconic. But if you took it out, bravo. That scene was just like, what the fuck? Why are the trees attacking? And then why are they attacking like that? What did they get out of that? I wish I scrolled down further on Does the Dog Die to find out that that would have happened. But I feel like I've read so much fan fiction that I need an author's notes and like a trigger warning at the beginning of every movie. Like, you know when they're showing names of famous actors? Instead of that, because you do that at the end, You don't need to do that twice. Instead of that, the beginning, just be like, triggers. Or put the triggers in, like, the viewer discretion is advised box. Sam Raimi has since said that he's regretted that scene. Really technologically well done. That's the best thing I could say about it. And it looks like Scott also fell victim to the Bramble. They kind of mentioned that, but it's not really specified, so you don't really know. Because she came back after the tree incident, and she was like, hey, let's fucking leave. And you see the state of her? I would have been like, immediately, let's get the fuck out of here. But they were like, nah, you're just tripping. Look at her, yo. She's she's bleeding, and her fucking clothes are torn asunder. And you're like, you're just, you're just fucking around. Come on, don't be a wet blanket. Enjoy the fucking party. But, you know, that's how I would expect teenagers to react. Like, teenagers like Scott, not Ash, but teenagers like Scott, definitely. Speaking of teenagers, Ash Williams did not look like one in this film. Uh, Scott did, but Ash Williams looked like he was a grown-ass man. And maybe that's my brain playing tricks on me, because I've seen him as a grown-ass man before, but the jaw on Ash Williams is so, like, rock-solid that I'm like, that is a grown man playing a teenager. But who knows? Um, The movie ends with the morning coming. They survive until dawn. This gave me until dawn vibes. Uh, he survives until dawn and nobody else does. He wanders into the bramble and he gets got by a demon. Because just because it's daytime doesn't mean you can't get got. Nobody said in the rules that you can't get got because the sun's out. The demons came out because you read a book, not because the sun went down. The sun going down was just ambiance. It just made things more creepy. And Ash Williams get got at the end of this movie. I wonder how they're going to explain that or get around that in the second movie. Or... Are they just gonna, like, ignore it happen? Like, oh, he fought a, he fought the Bramble, but killed it. And, like, maybe they'll barely explain it, or maybe we'll get a flashback. I would enjoy that. Considering there's no bridge, 
There's no people for miles. What What is he going to do? I would love to know more about that. But they ended the movie perfectly because I was left wanting. It will, It ended with a bang. And it subverted our expectations. This movie, I gotta say, gets like a B-. minus. I really enjoyed it. But there were a couple things that made me go, hmm. Continue the discussion. Hit me up on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening.